What's up, Justin? Hey, Calvin. How are you? I'm good. Oh, should we start with our little spiel that what we do? The, I, I don't remember. What? How's it go? <laughs> oh, I'm going to sing it in your song. Okay. okay. Rate, review, and subscribe. Ooh, that was raspy at the bottom. I don't know. Have you warmed up? <laughs> nope. <laughs> Those chords have never sounded like that before. <laughs> <laughs> Barely making contact with each other. <laughs> oh, Lord. I love it. Yeah, that guy. Um. Um, <clears throat> do you want to try to sing it? Rate, review, and subscribe. Yes. <laughs> That's beautiful. Well, there. We did it. Um, <laughs> Under um, Apple Podcasts. Give us yeah. a little rating and drop a review if you'd like um but to answer your question i'm doing well good i am i've got my seltzer by my side and (laughs) um we had a bit of a snowstorm here Mm. but it is things are the sun is back out and um you know it's a day at a time what Mm. what else can i say things are a day at a time yeah I was talking to my friend and and I was telling him that I was feeling a little a little blue um, the last couple of days and and he said something about like kind of just like the the, the burst or the, of the bubble or the you know like we we pressed on to to through 2020 hoping that 2021 would like be you know obviously we knew that it wasn't going to be like an immediate like you know sky parting and then um, but, but hope, you know, still kind of like being like, you know, I just have to wait till this, this rotation around the sun is over, you know, and, mm-hmm. and then with the inauguration, kind of the same thing, oh, we just have to wait till, till the 20th and then everything will get better. And then, um, mm. and then, you know, with the holidays and, you know, I just, you know, just let's, let's get through Christmas or let's get to the new year or let's get through all these things. And, and it feels like there's not really like a, a definitive moment that we're looking forward to, you know, it's like whenever right. Fauci says that, that herd humanity herd immunity happens or something and like right you know, the festivals get back on but like that's such a nebulous thing and so it's like we have nothing to look forward to <laughs> except oh, for more of the same god <laughs> you're so right well, that and was, that was like him, but, 20 yeah. 2020 well okay he's so right but 2021 yeah. came yeah and it wasn't even this you know the saving grace that we hoped it would be exactly so like not like I mean, things are happening and the good thing, you know, there's, it's, it's very trickly and, and incremental and, you know, there's obviously there's tons to complain about, but at the same time, things are really beautiful too. And, um, you know, it's not like there's only bad things happening, but whatever. It's just like, it's just like, there's not like a definitive like thing right now. Like, well, yeah, come that, and we still going to be like this, you know, that's, <laughs> like, that, that's what I talked about way back in our Christmas episode with Christmas mm-hmm. alone, Christmas mm-hmm. comes and then you're like, damn it i gotta wait another year for something to be happy about like as a kid yeah Um, but i uh yeah today i declared to my roommate that i was gonna be relentlessly positive i was like i am now relentlessly positive that's my new thing and like one minute later i called him a bitch (laughs) i was like shut up you bitch don't call people names (laughs) well he deserved it but um he was like, so, what happened to the relentless positivity? <laughs> I was like, shit, I forgot. <laughs> it's so hard. It's just so hard to be positive right now. But I think I'm going to keep trying. Yeah. But, but then that's even hard because like most of my sense of humor is based on like kind of self-deprecation and all <laughs> deprecation. <laughs> yeah, just deprecation in general. Yeah. I'm just like Maybe rooted. You can practice in- a, new, a new style of comedy like children's comedy <laughs> no no not for you <laughs> not for me. no i can't even think heaven of forbid they look joke. up your 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 past work so <laughs> yeah they're like can i follow him on twitter <laughs> no don't do it kids <laughs> but i think uh it was what ruth words wordsheimer mm-hmm. ruth wordsheimer is that her don't, name I dr ruth know. oh dr ruth yeah you mean the sex doctor yes I met her once. Did you really? Mm-hmm. Did Saw her in you? an airport. Oh. Um, I just took a picture with her and hugged her. She was very sweet. Mm. Um, uh, but what she, about her? She was on one of my favorite kids shows, Between the, the Lions. Oh. Uh, well, and 
and I guess I didn't realize that she was a, dex- a sex doctor when she was on the show, but like... good. That's probably a good thing. <laughs> that means she did her job. <laughs> so maybe, maybe there is a future in, in children's television for you. That's all I'm saying. <clears throat> hey, if there's a paycheck in the mail, <laughs> I will take it. Put the circle in the square. That's I can imagine practicing. you um, uh, being on like Yo Gabba Gabba or something. Yeah, I could be the new Blue's Clues guy. Um, I think those people always go crazy. <laughs> it does seem that way. Doesn't it? <laughs> There's like a curse on that job. <laughs> can yeah. you can you draw like can you draw like like they do, like Steve and? I don't know. I never watched it. It's a big, big, fat crayon, and you draw objects. Oh uh, yeah, I can do that. I'm in it. <laughs> Cast me. All right, it's over. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, anyway, so I'm relentlessly positive, mm-hmm. and we're gonna have a great show today. Yay! Yay! I'll be on the relentlessly positive track with you. You, are, honey, what? You are relentlessly positive. That's, That's not true. I was like really blue this morning. But it's fine. yeah, that's true. But even when you're sad, you seem like sad in a positive way (laughs) i can't explain it but i always feel like you have like some grounding in the idea that everything's gonna be okay you know what i mean it's gonna be fine it's It's gonna be fine and i don't really have a reason to be things are good except for i don't really have like i don't know i feel i feel a little bit like like i should have had another record out by now or should like be working on one or like Mm. you know like just yeah. feeling like i'm in competition with nobody but myself but myself is the worst in some ways and um like you know i'm a musician without like another project upcoming and venues are still kind of closed and like not sure mm. you know it's like am i am i still is is a as a stapler still a stapler if it never staples anything you know am i right. still a musician if 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 i'm not really you know creating new things and i just i'm getting a little antsy and the weather has been really cold but that's been everywhere and Mm -hmm. um yeah i don't know just i feel you i mean i can't i haven't done comedy in months yeah and i um i mean that's not fair to say i have not performed stand-up comedy for a crowd in months just like you have made music and you have performed me i've even seen it on the internet it's just it's different, you know, and I, I think like having the, that culture, your own like personal um, culture of of feedback or whatever, like, mm-hmm. like I lived on the applause of audiences. Okay, Gaga. I'm just saying. <laughs> I live for the applause, applause. Is that a song? Yes. <laughs> I live, she literally says I live for the applause. Well, now I'm doubting myself, but that I'm pretty sure that's don't doubt yourself. I don't know anything about that, but the 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 point is is that like my my mental my mental uh, health or something like my regimen of like how do I stay afloat as a human being was largely involved with my time on stage and um and uh, you know but I think another part of the reason why I find it difficult to complain about this is because everybody's going through it. Like I'm not the Mm -hmm. only one, you know. Yes. Why even mention it if if like it's happening to all of us you know but that's that's how i feel when i exactly when i go into therapy and i'm like this pandemic is literally it's like fucking my mind up and i'm sitting there thinking and i have said to him i know that all of your other clients say this to you too mm-hmm. we are all just sitting here saying the same right. thing <laughs> Um, but then he says, this is your experience. Mm-hmm. And the fact that other people are having experiences does not invalidate your experience. Like mm-hmm. you are still going through this and it is still worth um, the time to look at and take care of. And mm-hmm. um, it's just hard to remember that it yeah. is. Yeah. Especially when you're like, I don't know, I, I feel like I'm, I'm, I'm tired of hearing my brain feel that way, you know? Yeah. Like, like I'm, t- I'm tired to- of complaining about like having to wear a mask. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. I'm tired of being tired of it. Yeah. It's hard to. Yeah. The whole everything is hard. Yeah. 
but I'm relentlessly positive. You're relentlessly positive. <laughs> I'm going to be on your team positive. We're going to be two happy <laughs> people. Yay. <laughs> I have started doing a gratitude list. Yeah. I, and yeah. What does the, that look like? I will, at the end of my journaling, I will list five things that I'm grateful for. And then I will like say them out loud and make myself feel gratitude in my chest. So I'll be like, I am grateful. I am grateful. And I'll like try to have an emotional experience around those things that I've listed. Mm. Um, and how's it, that been going? Um, it's helpful. It definitely, <laughs> I can feel that it like, it gives me a little charge for like 10 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? Those 10 minutes, I'll take them. <laughs> Bliss, joy. Bliss, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sweet, sweet minute, minute 10 hits it all <laughs> fades away goes to uh, shit it's yeah, okay that's exactly what i was gonna say actually you should have said it i know um, then we would have been in unison like you i was should. trying to prepare i was trying to get in children's show mode so <laughs> okay one thing, thing at a time one yeah. thing at a time <laughs> well calvin shall we begin our show yeah we have we an exciting today? show today we are hmm. um uh it's our listener call in email feedback show listener appreciation listener appreciation that's a good way to put it it's yes. like it's like take your kid to work day but not it's take your listener to work day <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to be listening to the listeners yeah honestly truly one thing that makes me a lot less glum is is reading the emails of our <laughs> friends and loved ones who we have yet to meet in real life but we mm experience in this kind of strange virtual way and yeah. you know one of the first things that we had talked about earlier on in the first episode was you know seeing what kind of community could be developed um through this podcast and and um I, i'm i'm still very curious about how we're going to be able to connect all these people together but this is definitely a start and so we yeah. selected um some voicemails that were left in our google voicemail box and some and, emails and some emails and um and so that way, uh, you guys out there listening in can hear other people who are, are like you. Um, yeah. And uh, we're really excited about this, I think. Yeah. Okay. Here, Here we, we go. Here we go. One, two, three, four. I, we were Christian kids. I, we were Christian kids. I, we were Christian kids. No, I mean like really, 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 really Christian. Justin and Calvin, uh, my name is Brian, and I've just recently started listening to your podcast, and I love it. It's amazing. Um, even though we did not grow up together, I felt I feel like we do. Um, there's many similarities. Um, you know, being a closeted uh, young gay man, uh, gay boy, and uh, a very conservative Christian family and church and environment. Um, yeah, I I got to tell you, it's got. I there's times I laugh because I think, oh my gosh, I I did that too, or I, you know, I can just relate. Or other times it made me cry because I I realized the pain and the trauma that um, some that I'm aware of and some that I'm kind of realizing, oh, that did really mess me up. Um, I appreciate you guys very much. I, I still consider myself a Christian, although I absolutely feel that I'm going through a deconstruction of my faith, and uh, that's, that's a challenge. But I so appreciate your podcast. Um, I could talk to you guys for – a whole episode of just my experiences um, being involved with different Christian ministries and, and uh, even at one point considering going through some kind of um, conversion therapy. Thankfully, I never did. But your show encourages me, makes me laugh, makes me think, makes me cry. It's all good. <laughs> So continue on what you're doing. You're making a difference. You're helping people. And, uh, yeah, you guys are awesome. Love you. Bye.
Oh, Brian, we love you too. We do. We love you. Thank (laughs) you for calling in and sharing your story. Yeah. I got to say it, it's like, it really is special. And I mean this to hear people say that they like identify with the stories that we talk about on the podcast and they laugh with them and they cry with them and that they like can see themselves in those stories. Because when you're like on the sharing end, I just feel like I'm sharing something that was like almost like a secret sometimes or something Mm -hmm. that was unique to me and this is my life and like I went through this and like to hear that like other people went through it I don't know it gives me it's like a breath of fresh air yeah I mean it's very relieving and it's and like the word you said secret is so um it's so spot on like just just decades of my life spent thinking that if I ever told anybody how I truly felt about this thing be it Christianity or sexuality or, or um, mostly just those two things. Um, <laughs> but they were so interweaved in like every single interaction, like every yeah. single interaction that I was having, especially living, mm. gr- growing up and living in, in a Christian neighborhood and a Christian house and a Christian school um, where everything is, where only heteronormative uh, behavior is acceptable. Um, and that, 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 and that you know gender norms are respected and so you're thinking about gym class you're thinking about um you know choir parts you're thinking about um you know uh, how you get paired up in groups at school blah 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 blah. like it just it just goes through every single layer of 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 your life and um and so yeah so to so and, and 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 like if you ever say anything about it you are ridiculed forever yeah or at least it yeah. feels like it's going to be forever so to finally be in a place um like you know that 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 people across the country have found themselves in safe community in safe um because because there's definitely places that are still not safe here mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. but like like somehow we find ourselves in places that are safe mm-hmm. um, we we had an email from somebody that that um that wrote in recently and they um we're not going to read their email but but they did voice the fact that they weren't in a safe place right now and and like and that that was pretty um you know scary to hear about and um and how they were just grateful for for you know to hear other people talk about their stories and that that was encouraging to them and and um and so yeah so not everybody gets to be in this place where we can talk about it freely right um it it's really uh yeah, I'm just really grateful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's something about like, just like the fact that these these experiences were so secret for us for so long, mm-hmm. to hear that other people were in a way also having the same secret. It is like, oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Okay, I wasn't alone. Like 16 year old me wasn't alone. Yeah. Um, there's like healing there. Also, mm-hmm. I... Um, I like never talk about this, but I thought about putting myself into conversion therapy at one point in my life. Really? When? Yes. I was Googling it. I was thinking before I like came out essentially before I came out and started that process. Yeah, basically. Wow. Yeah. And because I was like deciding what direction I was going to take. Yeah, what are you going to do? But you were already in New York then. Like you had kind mm -hmm. of like, that was one of, well, correct me if I'm wrong, but that was one of the reasons why you moved there was to get into a safe place. Yeah, I think on like a deep subconscious level, but I wouldn't even let myself really think about it or process that consciously. Yeah. um, So I get that. I get that Mm -hmm. feeling. And um, yeah glad I didn't do it as well (laughs) (laughs) yeah I have never I never thought about that really and why not um well did you really know about it why do I feel like you didn't really know about it very much because I don't know about anything (laughs) (laughs) because you didn't know the Lady Gaga song (laughs) um you yeah. know well because i think that it was it was too much of an admission that it was a problem oh that's that makes sense you know that does make sense and like i would have to disappear for weeks or it's it almost like thing. you to go to conversion therapy is to come out right you are you have to come out first to right. say that i need to be changed right yeah 
And so I, I maybe, you know, I, I'm, and up until the point where I wasn't in ministry, I was in ministry. So like, like I had, to, I had people that I was checking in with either, you know, intentionally or unintentionally by being a worship leader and in front of people and involved in Bible studies and involved in churches and being a missionary. And mm-hmm. like, I, if I was, you know, this weird kind of catch 22, um, like if, if, if it was like a rehab or it's the same thing, it's like, I'm trying to become better for you for this or, more, right. you know, uh, align myself but I, but in doing so, you're going to shame me for trying to make myself better or something like that. So like, mm-hmm. that was kind of the feeling was like, if I did that, then everyone would know because I would be gone. And, right. And you sort of had to like, you had to just get out, pick one side or the other. Yeah. There was no like middle ground happening for you. Yeah. No, no. And, and by that point, I had kind of like grown exhausted of a lot of the just church politics in general and and didn't feel that it was the most effective thing to create scenarios for people to live their fullest life that i'd not seen an example of that within my lifetime and um and that i saw that it continued to create more hostility internally even with a smile on everyone's faces and um yeah had to had to do something else so i gave myself to the arts and here we are here we are you got a harp behind you (laughs) yes and a piano and a viola and some guitars over there (laughs) okay stop bragging i love them (laughs) (laughs) they're my Um, babies should we read an email cal oh yes okay jojo star says how's it going Saw you promote your podcast and decided to give it a go when I go to work tonight. Figured I'd share a couple short stories from my youth. When I was around six years old, when the youth pastor was teaching us that firstly, God is above all human emotions, but is also a jealous God. So I asked if God is above emotions, why be jealous? Then the pastor yelled at me to not question God. I was maybe eight with this next one. The kids were required to dance and sing along, but I was sick and didn't have the energy to dance at seven in the morning on a Sunday. So the lovely pastor lady who was the nast- who had the nastiest perm I'd ever seen, I'm 24 and still haven't seen a worse one, by the way, yells at me to start dancing or she'll call my mom. Not sure if these are applicable to your podcast, but I thought you might enjoy them. With much love, Jojo Star. Being forced to dance is absolutely applicable to the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that, what is what is what does worship look like and social pressures and things like that right yeah and going to church and just feeling like obligated to participate and... not just feeling obligated but actually being obligated like i'm a black right. I'm, I'm obligating you to <laughs> having having perm lady tell you that you must <laughs> must dance uh and at eight years old i mean this childhood trauma is a real thing and we haven't really talked about that much um no podcast mostly just stuff that happened in our teenage years um but yeah the, i mean the yeah. stuff is foundational i mean and when one of the things that i was that i was thinking about as we were preparing for this today is like these people who are children now people who mm-hmm. are in their eight you know before they're you know they're being born now and then mm-hmm. like, they grow up and they're these the church is still doing this to people like right now. yeah um uh, and now on zoom <laughs> yes through zoom they're like get up and dance (laughs) get up and raise your hands and praise jesus in your bedroom or praise praise jesus in your living room and or you know parents are are instructing their children to do the things that they were instructed to do when they were their age Mm -hmm. and feeling feeling like this is the best best practice and this is how you you know quote unquote honor god and it's just uh wow it's very disheartening to know that this is happening still to people and mm-hmm. um yeah what do we yeah. do about it i think we should make a podcast you know that's a great idea <laughs> <laughs> what if we made a podcast about how we were christian kids <laughs> that's very ironic because we don't talk about childhood trauma well technically we are children when we're under 18 okay 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 that's fair enough um feel like a child but yes you know i well yeah i still feel like me at every point in my life do you know Mm -hmm. what i mean like Mm -hmm. i am still eight-year-old me when i think about those memories but 
um, things that happen to a 16 year old are technically still childhood trauma, you know, but fair, um, fair, fair, fair. I think you mean, you literally just mean early childhood trauma. That's it. That. Just that mm-hmm. one word. Early childhood um, trauma. Early childhood trauma. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we don't talk much about the early stuff. Um, probably because for me, that stuff is like I have fewer memories from that time in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, they're fading away. They're fading away rapidly. <laughs> <laughs> my memory has gone to shit. <laughs> um, probably because of all the meds I'm on. Subtle brag, but yeah. My boyfriend's like, honey, can you talk to your psychiatrist? <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, that's another point. Um, but we'll get there. Mm-hmm. Maybe we should have a an early childhood episode well, where but we don't also, have to talk about trauma necessarily. We can sure, talk about, sure, sure. Um, I mean, there's also the fact that like I wasn't that involved in the church then. Like it wasn't like right. self. Like I wasn't doing it. You know, you're right. Um, we, because when we started this podcast, we are talking about when we were fully in and mm-hmm. and, and and like engaged, and that engaged was by choice. Indoctrinated. Yeah. Yeah. Driving. That was in our teen years. You were driving me to church. (laughs) I was literally driving me to church. (laughs) Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Well, should we listen to another voicemail? Yeah, bring it on. Bring it on. Oh, baby, bring it on to me. I don't need no fancy cars or diamond rings. That's a throwback. that's early childhood no i don't know what that is. <laughs> okay here we go okay hey guys hope you're doing good um i just wanted to call in and say i love your show and sort of share my story with you i um i grew up in a super conservative sect of presbyterianism in florida and kansas actually so small world and um you know i i discovered that i was gay sort of along that process and hid it from myself hid it from my family and when my folks discovered uh gay porn on the computer they sent me to conversion therapy which sucked but it was during that process of conversion therapy where i went to uh, opera camp for the first time and I, I kissed my first boy at opera camp, and uh, I knew at that moment that um, that was what I wanted. You know, that was so exciting to me, and I didn't know it was supposed to be fun to make out with people. So, um, you know, conversion therapy kept going for a little bit, and I managed to convince him that I was going to be straight now or try to be straight just to, just to get out of it and, um, you know, never talk to my family about it ever again. They never asked about girlfriends. They never asked if I was dating anybody. It was just something that we didn't talk about. And it was easier for me to, you know, not bring it up. Although I was, you know, out to all of my friends. I was living a gay lifestyle. I was dating, all of those things. But it wasn't until I got married to the amazing man that is my husband now that I decided it was time to uh, tell my family and finally be truthful with them and um, be my authentic self. And it didn't go, it didn't go well. We didn't talk for about a year and I haven't seen them in probably, probably four or five years now. Um, but we're starting to, starting to open the lines of communication a little bit. But, you know, I just wanted to say that even though, even though my family situation makes me sad and even though there's a, you know, a lot of grief there. Um, I don't regret coming out and I would do it again in a heartbeat. And, you know, I'm living just such a, such a free and open life now that, um, it's just fantastic. And, you know, as far as my, as far as my religion goes, I would have to say I'm a, I'm an evangelical atheist these days. Um, and, uh, yeah, I guess that's it. I don't have much else to say, but um, it's great to hear from people with similar stories. And a lot of the stories that you tell on the podcast are so, so eerily similar to what I, I experienced growing up um, that it's really nice to find that there are other people like me out there. So, hey, sorry, it's Kevin again. 
I got cut off because my message was too long, but um, I just wanted to say thanks for the show and keep up the good work, and um, I look forward to hearing all of your episodes. Thanks, guys. Bye. I think one thing that's really important to talk about here is that the fact that like there isn't a formula for coming out. There's not a formula for like living your best gay life that there's not like a formula for living your best post-Christian life. Like Mm. everyone has to do what you have to do to be safe, to be, Mm -hmm. to find yourself in the arms of people who love and support you as you are as soon as possible, obviously, but make sure to like, I mean, we need to make sure that we find our safety nets first before we jump, you know? Mm -hmm. And um, I think it's, um, I, okay. How long does conversion therapy last? Um, it depends, but it's honestly tragic no matter what um, mm-hmm. the case is. Although, as we just heard in that voicemail, there can be um, things that like peek through even in like horrible circumstances like that kiss, you know what I'm saying? Um, and that how can, kiss- How can anybody think that, I mean, no, no, no real shade. I'm just curious. Like he didn't think that making that was fun. Oh, I, th- I th- actually think I know what he meant by that. Mm. Um, because this is something that I've written about, which is that when I had my first kiss with um, a guy, I had already kissed girls. Mm-hmm. And so if, for me personally, I th- making out felt like a chore mm. and it felt stressful and uncomfortable. And then the first time I kissed a guy, I was like, oh this is supposed to be fun (laughs) this is supposed to be hot and exciting and i like this and i was even gonna like pull that quote out and talk about it Mm -hmm. um because yeah i had that same experience i remember my first kiss with a guy and it was like little explosions went off in my brain and i was like holy shit okay now i get um i get what romance is about you know what I'm saying? Um, well, like, yeah, the 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 butterflies and, and the and the and the brain chemicals and the things. Right. Yeah. Yeah. The yeah Twitter yeah. patient. The tw- the Twitter patient. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Is that a word? Yes. Okay. Twitter pated. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Maybe you're right. You're right. You're right. All I heard was Twitter, and I got distracted. I know you, I know you did. I'm so sorry. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, that was a that was a great voicemail. Thank you so much for calling in. And um, yeah, we all we all uh, are on our journeys. I'm glad that um, that we can get married and have love, even when it's yeah. uh, not easy to start out. I wanted you know? to to kind of bring that up too. Is like like about gay marriage and how you know there, there was a lot of voting surrounding that and and when we were in later high school years and um it was such a contentious you know point of contention in our church communities and in our friend communities because those were church communities and like you know you were involved in theater i was involved in in choir and some of the arts but also super church heavy both of us and like so we had friends who were liberal and we had friends who were super conservative and we were super conservative although we understood both sides of the line i mean mm-hmm. um um and a and i think that like having i mean marriage by 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 law but like the technical thing about it is like sharing your legal life with somebody Mm -hmm. and and like i've always not always but recently said like you know i want to be married to somebody who i want to be able to speak on my behalf if i cannot speak on my behalf Mm -hmm. and and like who who do i need to have in the room if i'm dying Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. yeah because that that is the part that i think that a lot of conservative people don't really think about it's like even if you disagree with the whole sex thing, like, you know, and, and although that is none of your business, um, the, 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 the further point is that like, I don't want people who, um, and this isn't necessarily the case for me, but like people who have disowned me to be decide the deciding individuals over what happens with my life and my assets. Right. Like that's, that's not okay. And so when we're talking about, you know, when we're, having even even still to this day having discussions about gay marriage in america 
like these are the points that we should be be making it's like you know well, people have been making that point i mean that was like a big a big argument was like was exactly what you said mm-hmm. the dying if mm-hmm. i am in a hospital uh and only family can come see me say i have a partner of 35 years they're right. not allowed to come see me like right. how is that even in good conscience a thing it's not <laughs> it's not <laughs> bad conscience <laughs> bad con- just bad <laughs> um it is crazy that we saw that happen in our lifetime yeah. we yeah. saw gay marriage get legal in our lifetime. too many things happen in our lifetime justin well, like yeah. things that should have been already dealt with before we got here. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes, absolutely. And still dealing with, oh my God. And there's still more to see. Yeah, exactly. They're not. Um, oh, should I read this email? Uh, yeah, read the email. Okay. This is from Deshaun. First off, I'm going to try and keep this short. I can write for hours and not notice, so I apologize in advance. I don't know how I found your podcast, but I'm glad I did. Too often I feel I'm the only one who thinks the way I think. Most of my friends these days are lesbian and by women sprinkled, sprinkled conservative Christian friends. Seriously lacking in gay guy representation in my friend group. No shade to my lesbian and bi queens, by the way. I uh, found Jesus in my late teens at a Young Life camp, and a couple of years prior, I had just accepted that I was bi. Majority of my early 20s were dedicated to suppressing the gay for Jesus in hopes to marry a woman and live a conservative Christian heterosexual lifestyle. Crazy, right? That's not even the half of it. My life was for sure the roller coaster from Final Destination 3. I loved that season of my life for a lot of reasons, but also don't want to discredit the relationships and spiritual experiences that I had by saying it was a dark time in my life. There was a lot of self-hatred, depression, anxiety, gay panic, in every sense of the phrase, and doubt that I carried carried it carried with me for and, and doubt that I carried with me for years. Sorry about that. Listening to your podcast gave me two gay guy friends that went through a lot of the same things I did and could commiserate with. Even if we aren't friends in real life, I still talk back to you guys while listening. LOL. If you made it this far, I apologize. It's pretty lengthy, so I do. So I understand if it doesn't make it on the podcast. Haha. Uh, and he, there's an arrow pointing down. I still have the signature as default because I'm scared to remove it. And I live in the Bible Belt. Haha. In him, Deshaun. We are real life friends now. That's Yay! what I have to say. <laughs> <laughs> we have now communicated to each other. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Back and forth. Well, at least we're about to, right? Yes. Right now. <laughs> yeah oh my gosh honestly touches my heart to hear that we could be like two gay guy friends to a listener right yeah i know i kind of already said that but this this episode is touching me it's touching my cold heart (laughs) it's helping with my relentless relentless positivity yeah exactly (laughs) (laughs) it is it is yeah i don't know about the roller coaster from final destination three is that a reference i should know you know i don't know it either but i am gonna guess can i just guess for the hell of it since it's our podcast (laughs) um final destination they're always like the fate is always trying to kill the main characters so Mm. i'm gonna guess that the roller coaster breaks and they're hurtling towards like a part of the roller coaster that doesn't isn't there anymore that's a Uh, guess okay 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 but i don't know unless i'm wrong you might i mean you could be wrong i could be wrong since i just made it up i love you either way though (laughs) thank you (laughs) thank you yes so okay um this other part here um conservative christian heterosexual lifestyle i mean it's so embedded into the american dream right like Mm. and and you know we've talked about that a lot i think or at least it maybe seems like something that's very obvious but like we don't really have a ton of 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 um examples of anything else growing up Mm. in our books in our movies in our 
no anything you know it's starting to change yeah but, but that was certainly what i grew up thinking was the only viable option and i think like i'm wondering for people for, for the straights mm-hmm. yes <laughs> first you can call them that <laughs> the straights um if if they're like if they also deal with some of the anxiety associated with like that that immediate need or like trying to fulfill that i think that they do because i've met people that are straight who don't want to get married or Mm -hmm. even a layer deeper don't want to have kids Mm -hmm. and they face judgment from people in their lives because they're not doing what they're supposed to do you know Mm -hmm. what i mean so Mm -hmm. you're not valid unless you do the american dream with the white picket fence and the kids and the the marriage and you know Mm -hmm. the career and or even you know women face judgment for being career oriented Mm -hmm. um because so many people are still stuck in that mindset of leave it to beaver (laughs) still yeah so what do we do about it and no not make a podcast (laughs) i was just gonna say (laughs) (laughs) but i'm just like say it again (laughs) like i i um i was at target um before valentine's and i saw that they had a section of him him for him cards (gasps) and yeah super cute and then i saw like um they they have like these kiosks of um black history month books mm. um children's books um in particular that they were also at target and so it's like and then, then i'm seeing a lot of body positive um uh models modeling different garments underwear and other things mm-hmm. um plus size models and things and it's like i i do feel like you know when we were growing up we would never have seen any of those things at a target mm. not in the suburbs you know and it's you know, and i think that creative people be it photographers fashion designers um writers movie makers songwriters i mean everyone who is generative um like there is a movement that is like not subtle i think happening I mean, sure, it could always be faster, but but I think that if we don't want to have like the the violent recourse, like the pace we're going in is good, maybe. Mm. Um, maybe we should write a children's book, Calvin. I would be totally down with that. Do you want to do it? Sure. I really think we should. Okay. What's it going to be about? Or should we like wait for later to talk about that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Let's not do our pitch meeting on the podcast. <laughs> I already have some ideas. Okay. Well, let's do it. Okay. But yeah, just thinking about like, you know, maybe discussing the American dream and like, you know, the all of the ways that it can look and what that means and really redefining some of those like key phrases that we've had in the pipeline for mm-hmm. our entire existence. And mm-hmm. and I, you know, I think there could be no no um surplus of work that's like that so if you're an illustrator out there or you're a book writer or whatever you know the just set the future free by telling your story Mm. and and other people who who are like us and i mean if you're listening to us in this podcast now and you made it this far and even in this single fucking episode um (laughs) you care you care enough to to make a difference so i just kind of wanted to to say that but Deshaun uh, thank let's you, talk Calvin. um yeah <laughs> no thank you for saying all of that that was really <laughs> nice <laughs> oh all right one more uh voicemail yeah okay bring it on so I am curious your guys's take and or experience on this idea of um, original sin and just I remember being taught from a very young age that I was born inherently evil and I needed being saved and I think for me one of the big unraveling um, one of the the threads of yarn that I pulled (laughs) that essentially unraveled 
religion entirely was this idea of original sin and whether or not it actually existed. And um, I know that all kind of goes with other verbiage like age of accountability and just the made up BS that we were taught. And uh, so anyway, um, yeah, and I just wanted to share just a little bit of my personal experience with fully letting go and that that really didn't happen until I had children of my own. I have three kids and each time you just look at this little human and I just could not, as their parent who loved them, look at this little perfect human who had literally done nothing but existed and say that they were inherently evil. And so anyway, I think for me, this was a big part of um, the quote unquote deconstruction um, that kind of happened um, first. This was kind of one of the big issues. And I, and I think it's an issue that still is um, very widely held, obviously by, you know, Christians everywhere. And so I'm just curious your take and yeah. My take is that I th- intellectually, I think original sin is total bullshit and harmful and um, a way of thinking that must be done away with. And yet emotionally, I still suffer the effects of that indoctrination to this day. Wow. And I will go to therapy and still have to work on, do I think Justin is evil? Do I think Justin is inherently bad? Mm. And often the answer is still yes. Mm. That's so sad. Yeah. I mean, on a very deep level, not like at the front of my mind, you Mm -hmm. know what I mean? But it's like, what is my default when I really, really dig down in there? Mm-hmm. where from what place am I coming is it coming from a place that I am like beautiful and filled with light and organically good or is it what I was taught from the very beginning which is that I'm sinful and I need saving and that I'm destined to hell without a savior maybe this is the discovery of our yin and our yang <laughs> yours and mine yes why do you tell me do you not have that same experience with original no. sin mm-hmm. no but you believed in original sin I Didn't mean, you? as as a point, like you know, think on on apologetics, yes, but, but I you think, had never like, internalized it. I think deep down, like everything that I feel bad, like with that's evil, feels like something that's added to me, not like what I am. Hmm. Like you, lucky duck. <laughs> <laughs> that's why you're not in therapy, and I, I'm just kidding. People can go <laughs> no. to therapy for many reasons, but and I should go. Then I, <laughs> but I should go. But it might be our yin and our yang a little, like yeah. you said. Yeah, like I, I, I can't relate to feeling like, and I think, yeah, no, I mean, like I understand, like the feeling of feeling like I was bad, and like feeling like I needed saving. But I, I didn't ever feel like it was something that happened like before my consciousness developed or like. You didn't before. think it was like woven into the fabric of your being? No, no, yeah. it came after. Oh, shit. Want to trade? <laughs> <laughs> no. Yeah. <laughs> Yours sounds expensive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's why I'm on lithium. No. <laughs> I don't know. But yeah. I wonder if there's if there's any kind of like deep rewiring. I mean, okay, so like I guess we we both agree that 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 like it's not good. Original um, sin, not yeah. good. No, no. No, no. Yeah. Um and then like do you still like get to have a savior if original sin is 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 let go of? I think theoretically you could be a Christian who believes you need a savior and not believe in original sin. You just Mm. think, Oh, it's for all this shit I did later (laughs) Mm -hmm, (laughs) because we've all done shit that we regret. So, but do I think I need a savior for that either? No. Right. I think I need to make amends to people that I harm and -hmm. forgive myself. Mm -hmm. And that is the saving that I need. What's that? You first forgive yourself. Um, I think sometimes you, I think this is just kind of a side note, but I think sometimes you can't fully forgive yourself until you make amends to people. Mm. That's just an opinion. 
Hmm. But um, like, I think that might be part of the process Hmm. and it depends on the thing you did and the person you did it to. But, um, but other than that, I don't need a man to save me. (laughs) Good. (laughs) Slash, I totally do. (laughs) Just a different kind who's up there. Yeah. Yes. (laughs) He will hug me in my bed. (laughs) Hmm. I have original sin, daddy. That's what I say to him. No, don't do that. (laughs) I hate that. Oh, wow. This has been, I really mean this. Okay, credit to Calvin, because this episode was Calvin's idea fully. (laughs) He texted me and said, I want next week to be about voicemails and emails and all in our listeners and listening to them. And this has been a really cool episode. Yeah, I have had a great time. I'm feeling a little less glum. Yes, I am too. My spirits are lifted. (laughs) Um, so. so okay, you there, you there, yes, you there in the shirt. Um, <laughs> anyway, okay. Um, do you, <laughs> if you have any um, thoughts, questions, comments, uh, praise reports, prayer requests, um, things that you would like to hear more about, or people that you think that we should interview, um, please just slide into our DMs um, and let us know those things. Um, we, we want to make this about you and your experience and help you to feel the courage to, to live your most authentic life. And, mm-hmm. um, and, uh, and you, by you living your most authentic life, you are helping us live our most authentic life. And it's this beautiful, harmonious circle, um, cycle um, thing. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, I'm proud. Yeah, keep calling in and emailing. I, and we'll have another one of these episodes yeah and i'm really proud to be a part of your community Mm. and also you justin and um and feeling like there is a brighter future to look forward to not only for us but also for the people who are like us that are coming behind us and um Mm. um yeah that feels good Mm. yeah fully agree fully (laughs) co-signed and keep an eye out for calvin and my upcoming children's book okay Uh, yep because it will it's gonna happen uh (laughs) (laughs) anyway should we sign off with that cal we'll sign off with that all right we love you all have a lovely week have a lovely week bye bye (laughs) bye one, two, three, four. We were Christian kids. We were Christian kids. We were Christian kids. No, I mean like really, 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 really Christian.